Thanks for joining us this morning. This is our last morning as we look at for Kankakee County. And today we wanna to do something just a little bit different as we're for Kankakee County. We wanna look at ways that we can empower you and help you in the, in the days and weeks to come. So we wanna talk about kind of another pandemic that's taking place beyond just COVID-19. And that is this issue of anxiety. And it's showing up in very different ways in many different people. And this morning I invited Laura DeYoung, longtime attender of Gathering Point, um, licensed therapist to join us this morning to offer some practical tips so that she can be for us and for our community as we sort of move into this next phase of the virus and into this fall. So Laura, good morning, uh, good welcome. Morning. And uh, first, maybe we could just start with, how did you get in to being a licensed therapist and how did all that take place? Well, that is a long story, but um, actually I always wanted to work with people. So I think all of my jobs always were related to people in some way. So I actually graduated from Olivet with a business degree and a social work minor um, after um, I got married, after I got um, graduated. And I married John and um, about six months into our marriage, he was diagnosed with cancer. So we walked that journey um, during that time and a year and a, a year and a half later, he passed away. So I think during that time, it kind of propelled me to, as I went through my own grief, um, wanting to help other people. So I think the desire was there early in my life. And I think during that time of walking through John's illness and, um, and seeing how a caring community cared for us during that time. Um, we attended uh, college church at that point. He worked with the teens and the um, middle school um, with Matt McBurney and Brian Reams. Um, and so during that time, just people came around us. And I think that kind of just made and probably grew a desire in me to, um, to care for people in different stages of life and what they're going through. Um, that coupled with, I think, just the way that I saw John go through his illness, um, the things that we had to do as a young married couple, um, it was not a normal marriage, um, being faced with that so early on. So I think I learned a lot from him. I think that made me want to share what we learned, um, and, and, and to share that with people in, in different stages of their life and, um, the challenges that life can bring. First, thanks so much for sharing and, and, and inviting us to, to be a part of your story mm -hmm. and, and also with John. Grief shows up and it does so many things in our life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't even know what those things are because it just shows up. And then as a counselor, obviously you have ways to connect the dots and begin mm -hmm. to point those things out. And it's obviously shaped a, a large part of your piece. And now you've been in, in practice for you know 20 years mm -hmm. uh, being, being a therapist. And I'm just curious, now we're in another season of life. We've been experiencing mm -hmm. things. Um, I, I see all the time people, kids having outbursts or reactions or responses, mm -hmm. and they just look at themselves going, I, I don't even know why I did that or what do yeah. I do? That? As, a, as a therapist, what are you seeing right now in your practice and, and what are the things that are showing up in people's lives? Well, I tend to work mostly with um teenagers and older, so I don't see the little kids. Um, but what I'm seeing is just a general sense of fear, anxiety. And for some people that's just heightened, they probably may deal with that anyways. Um, I think there is a depression component. Um, I think there's a lot of grief and loss, loss over 
things that should have been that won't be. Um, I think moving in towards this fall, I think there is fear about, you know, sending kids away to school, putting them in schools. Teachers, I think, are nervous and anxious. Um, I think in general, just um, a variety of emotions that people are feeling, irritability, um, kind of a helplessness, not knowing what to do during this time. We're seeing changes in roles, even within the family adjustments to family life that looks very different right now. Um, parents are trying to manage their own anxieties and deal with kids and try to walk them through that process. So I think there's just a wide variety of which sometimes it's hard for people to understand where that's even coming from. Is that really due to COVID? I think they try to put it off on other things, um, but those are some of the things we're seeing. So just in, in your opinion, um, and I know to kind of quantify this would be difficult, but how much of this do you kind of see a direct connection to just us processing COVID, not necessarily us with the disease per se, mm -hmm. but the environment in which we live in? I think it's a lot. I think our whole world has changed. And so there is no, um, we haven't done this before in any capacity. So right. I think everyone's trying to figure out what is this new norm is it a new norm? I think there's some fear in that, that this is the new norm. Um, and so I think there is a connection of just trying to figure out how do we, how do we go through life in this um, when we don't have anything in history to tell us how to do it. Right. Now, as a Christian therapist and, and these kinds of things and, and a follower of Jesus, we, we have verses that are right, like <laughs> that help us. And, and Jesus says, well, hey, you know, do not worry. So. Mm -hmm. Well, that, there you go. Don't worry. Right. When, when we think about that, there's other things. And I know one of your, your favorite verses in, in counseling is Philippians 4, 6. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, do not be anxious. And, and the pieces that begin to unravel and unpack there. What are some handles that makes mm -hmm. that verse kind of become tangible? Because if, if I were to go to you and say, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm so anxious and I don't know what's going to happen. I have a kindergartner, I have mm -hmm. a senior in high school, and I don't know what the pieces are and all this. And I say, well, I, I'm, I, and you tell me I'm anxious. And then, <laughs> and then I, but Jesus said, don't worry. And, mm -hmm. you know, the Apostle Paul says, don't be anxious. That, how, do, how can that become helpful? And what are some pieces that that becomes tangible for us? I think when I'm working with people now, it is really trying to get them to understand that we have tools. You know, there's tools for us to use that can help us manage anxiety and worry and fear, and they're all kind of clumped together. Um, Would you say those are the big ones right now? Anxiety, I, worry, and fear? Kind yeah, of depression might be in depression, there. Depression, sure. Yeah, because I think that um, anxiety and depression can go hand in hand a lot. They play off of each other. So um, I this think is a little different the, than like a seasonal depression too, right? Yes, okay. yes. Um, yeah, almost more like a grief, you okay. know, of just things lost or, you know, unknowns. So I think it really is trying to tell people there are skills um, that we can very easily become overwhelmed with anxiety, but learning how can we not be overcome with anxiety. So specifically for Christians, I think that we obviously can look at, yes, God tells us not to be anxious and to worry about things. And, and that sounds great, but I know that that's a struggle. Right. So, but I think that there are things that we can do every day to make sure that we are living 
our best life, even in the midst of all of these things that are creating that. So some of those that I, you know, kind of touch on in, in sessions with people are um, kind of being mindful. What is really going on inside of us? Can we sit with those uncomfortable feelings? Can we identify them? Instead, if we don't, we're lashing out or we're being irritable. Um, so kind of being mindful, sitting with that um, uncomfortable feeling. Um, I think some other ones are basic ones that we would hear a lot. Um, you know, sleeping well, taking good self-care. So sleeping well, eating well, eating a healthy diet. What we are putting into our body also affects our moods. Mm. Um, exercise is a great stress reliever. So, you know, getting into a um, regular exercise routine is good. So beyond those general ones, I tend to tell people journaling is a great thing to actually be able to sit with your anxious thoughts and write them down because it's a great way for um, the thoughts that are going round and round in our head that don't necessarily make sense and make us anxious, it kind of pulls them back. Um, it lets our mind rest. So anxiety, what we know about anxiety is it's always future-based. It's never present. It's always something out there, even if it's only five minutes out there, it's something we're worried about. So pulling that back into right now, what can I do right now that will help impact maybe, you know, future decisions? Um, so journaling is a good one to kind of keep us centered. Sure. Um, another one that I would tell people that we don't tend to think about is, you know, when we are feeling anxious, we are very into ourselves. And so, you know, one of the things is to get out of that is to really look for people to serve. So whether that is calling up a friend, whether that is meeting somebody for coffee, whether that is sending something to someone in the mail, writing a letter, um, it's getting the focus off of ourselves, which then helps us manage that anxiety because sure. we're doing for somebody else. It doesn't necessarily have to be programmatic per nope. se. It can just be, I need to take the attention off of yes. myself for a while and I need to focus on somebody right. else. Yep. And that has the ability to break that cycle of us just yes. spiraling or spinning or right. <laughs> playing repeat over yes. and over and over. And really a lot with anxiety, that's what we're trying to do is break the cycle. Right. So even journaling is breaking that cycle because it's going, I'm getting it out of my head and I'm putting it down on paper. And sometimes when we look back on what we write, there was no reason to be anxious about it anyways. So, you know, it's really trying to break that cycle of worry and, you know, and fear that is being brought up in whatever situation. And the other thing I think I would say about any of these emotions is none of them are wrong. We're just going to have them. So there's nothing wrong with feeling anxious about all that's going on. It's just other people might not feel anxious about the same things or at the same time. And so sometimes we start to feel like what's wrong with us. Right. And there really isn't anything wrong with us. And I think that's just where we have to kind of walk through that and be able to sit with that. Because um, feelings kind of come and go. We can't base everything on feelings. We, we said a few weeks ago, um, you know, take a pass on your first emotion yes. kind of thing. And uh, I was doing pretty good. And then uh, one of my kids said, hey, dad, you, you should have taken a pass on that first emotion. And I was <laughs> like, yeah. And so I've been trying to work on that mm -hmm. more to, to kind of do that because the emotion usually will leave, yes. right? Yes, it will. And yeah. so some of that is just, yes, if we can learn to sit with it, but we don't like to sit with uncomfortable, it's very difficult. Yeah, so, I, I hate it. Yeah, I don't I mean, think anybody does. I don't like it. Right. So, but trying to but give ourselves- But if we just sit there, yes, it'll pass. It will pass. And so, and then we're on to something else, 
hopefully something better. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, so those are just some of the things that I think I try to tell people yeah. um, to try and help them during this time. I think it's very helpful. So if, if there was one thing, because one of the things we don't know is we never know what's coming this week, right? Right. Like what's going to happen mm -hmm. and, and how are we going to handle and respond? So um, there's things that we could probably be prepared for. Mm -hmm. We can't, we don't know what the news is going to say. We don't know what's going right. to happen or what the latest data reports and all this. But help us to understand what are the things that we can control mm -hmm. and how do we do that? Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things about anxiety is we're trying, we're wasting our time on things that are way out of our control. So really trying to focus in on what is in my control. So I can't just, I can't control whether or not kids go back to school or, but what I can control is being prepared in those things. So I can control my reactions, my responses, my um, preparedness for those things. I can talk through things with my kids. I can, you know, those are the things that we do have control over. So really, sometimes it is helpful to make a list. What is in my control and what is not? Because when we really go through it, we realize a lot more is out of our control than we think. I think that's so helpful. And really what you've just done is you've taken all the Apostle Paul's words, do not be anxious or anything, and then he says by prayer, and petition, which is mm -hmm. writing those things down, yes. beginning to, to think about what I'm saying, ask God about how you feel about those, and with thanksgiving and prayer, beginning to invest in other mm -hmm. people's lives is really the key that you've given us this morning to unlock that, mm -hmm. that truth. Because if we stop it, just don't worry, we've created a mess. Right. But thanks this morning for taking time to just not only let us into your personal mm. story and your journey and your family, but give us some tangible things so that literally we can be for our neighbor mm -hmm. by controlling ourselves. Yes. It's one of the greatest things, gifts I think I can give to my family is if I can control me, that's a pretty good gift I can give to my family. And that's so right. thanks this morning for doing that with us and giving some pieces. Absolutely. All right. Let's, I want to pray with us this morning before we leave. Sure. Thanks, Laura. Father, today, uh, you've given us many commands to not worry, but it seems like if we try not to worry, it just makes it worse. But there's other pieces that you've given us. This idea of prayer is, is not just like telling you what we're going through, but it is. And it's also allowing us to hear how we're framing things in our mind and, and to make the list and petitions and to serve and be thankful and grateful and to give to others are all tangible tools that you've given us to take the attention off of us so that you have a way of reshaping and reforming not only our mind, but our hearts and the ways that we interact with others. God, I know I need that. So God, thank you today for Laura and her family and the way that she leads her and her husband and her, and her kids and the impact that they have in our community. And help each one of us this week to control what we can control, which is ourselves. And we'll be glad and grateful that you're our God and that we are your followers. We love you. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us online today. Uh, we can't wait to join next week as we start a brand new series uh, that entitled Life Hacks that's going to be exploring the practical tips that Jesus gives us through the Sermon on the Mount. We'll see you then.